This is a Federal News Network podcast. The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with Mark Amtower of Amtower and Company, which is entirely responsible for its content. This is Amtower Off Center on Federal News Network. Every week, author, speaker, consultant Mark Amtower gives you his take on what's going on in the world of federal marketing. Now, your host, Mark Amtower. Welcome to Amtower Off Center on the Federal News Network. I'm Mark Amtower. I'm here with a return guest, but it's uh, we were talking earlier, and it's it's been much longer than I thought since she's uh, since she's been here. Uh, first time in the new digs, Joanne Wojtek, Program Manager, Program Director of NASA Soup. Joanne, welcome back. Thank you. Glad to be back. We aren't waiting a year again. That's good. Good. Okay. Yeah. And and to that end, we have a a, a reminder thing. Um, since since the last time you were on the show, but I, I met one of your people at uh, at a WashTech event. Uh, uh, what six weeks back? Uh, John Johnson of GSA and Industry has joined your staff. Uh, and as of February 3rd, Marcus Fidelli returns. Yes, a, a boomerang employee. <laughs> Very cool. Yes. Um, so High-level uh, high people, uh, one, of the, one of the good parts of having, as we'll talk about growth in, in a program, is being able to bring on better and bigger talent um, to the staff. Well, not only better talent and bigger, you know, it, it's experientially what John brings to the table, especially the time GSA is going to add tremendous value. I don't mean to diminish any time he spent in industry, but Marcus's time with the reseller community over the last eight years is going to be a tremendous boost to your your understanding and capabilities as far as serving that side of the fence is concerned. Definitely, I hope. <laughs> so, well, I, I, I'm... I have every confidence that that will be the case. Um, so, and by the way, Joanne is here with John and and Marcus. So, uh, they ain't talking, but we are. So, um, let's let's, <laughs> and we will do a lot of that. Yes. Um, so, let's let's look at the uh, at the growth pattern for soup over the last. You pick the period. Well, if if we look at at soup in soup five, which we wrap with. Rapidly approaching the end of the fifth year of Soup Five, um, and pretty much we've done a steady twenty-five to thirty percent growth every year, which of course automatically says at least uh, we've more than doubled our um, our size in, in dollar amounts um, just through Soup Five, and um, that is there's, there's no indication that that's going to stop anytime soon. Okay, the, that that begs the question that I probably shouldn't ask, but. You know, you got a twenty billion dollar cap on this bad boy, and um, we have a twenty billion dollar cap on the con- on each contract. Okay, so okay. so so you have so a little little we, runway left. We have eighteen point eight billion dollars on any given contract. That's the uh, that, that we don't have. We we set up the contracts. We've done that for since Soup Three at least. That the cap doesn't really matter because it's an IDIQ, and caps really shouldn't matter for IDIQs. Okay, so no runway soon. No. <clears throat> okay. Well, <laughs> soup six will be faster here, fast upon us. <laughs> well, they're, they're, let's let's not wet that appetite yet, because that's going to precipitate a ton of calls. Oh, yeah, that's true for both it's, of us. It's several years away, but yeah. not not. Doesn't mean you fast. shouldn't be prepping for it, industry. Prep now, <laughs> win then. Yes. So, um, 
so let, let's get into some some specific. How many companies represented on on Soup these days? So we have 143 contract holders, right? Um, and we currently have 7,200 manufacturers and service providers with at, at least one or more products on those 144 contracts. Okay. Reason, I mean, we we know that uh, I know or suspect that you have more contractors on five than you wanted, but you you accommodated them immediately after the protest, which, frankly, everybody in industry agrees was a great move because we've seen other contracts where the protest just drags out for millennia, uh, no pun intended. Um, Well, yeah, it was intended, but what the heck. Right. So, you know, we we didn't expect that – the number would be as high as it ended up. I would say that we were actually probably fortunate it didn't end up as high as it was because we also didn't expect to be at at seven approaching seven billion dollars a year in sales. And as you increase your sales and increase your position in the federal government, you, the more companies, the better competition. And um, that's that's good for everybody. Yes, agreed. Um, so, is is part of growth predicated on those extra warm bodies out there selling? Um, I don't. I, I I would say a certain percentage of it is um, because that does allow for um, the likelihood of getting multiple quotes, even though you don't have to necessarily under the FAR. But getting that competition makes customers feel happier because they like to see that. Um, it, it it keeps that pricing. It does competition is a good thing, and, um, and especially if done in a in a, a nice format like like Super provides. Um, so it it certainly doesn't hurt to have that those companies. Um, but if we if the program wasn't evolving at the same time through these five years, we wouldn't be growing. It's it, it's a hand in hand sort of situation. As we grow, we evolve the program, and as we evolve the program, we then bring in more customers because we we have more to provide them. Okay, I have Google Alerts set up for all of the GWACs and several of the IDIQs, and I, I would say that uh, at least two or three times a month I get an alert saying that X vendor has appended this company to their soup contract. So um, the last time we talked on air, the uh, the turnaround time for onboarding a new product through a vendor was pretty short. Less than an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you came uh, go out to lunch. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, and, and and we are adding. We add about five new companies a day to the contract. Okay. Well, I don't get that many alerts. Somebody's <laughs> so, not sending out the. PR. A lot of them are smaller. You know, yeah. we're at the point now with seventy two hundred that you're talking about a lot of uh, more niche companies um, right. that that have a specialty that are now learning that it's good to be a part of this and finding contract holders to add their products on, or where the government is saying, "I really need this niche." service or this niche product, and they're saying, oh, I can get it through soup if I get them on contract. So um, all the big companies are already represented, so you're really going after that, that smaller group now. Okay. Um, I mean, how small are we talking? Garage operations? Uh, well, I, I, commercial I, viability is there. <laughs> it, it does vary. Small sometimes could be small in terms of their footprint in the federal government, but still be a larger company or footprint in the IT world where they you know, um, they might just not have really thought about soup as a as a vehicle to go to. Um, so so you can't have some larger companies showing up 
that just weren't playing in that arena before um, and now have that small footprint but are building it. Or you have probably more than mid- mid-sized, you know, or even we're seeing SDVOSBs and women-owned small businesses and others teaming with our contract holders um, to sell their, particularly the services that they have that, that go with IT products. Okay. Well, that that's, uh, leads me to another point. Of the 143 contract holders, the primes, how many are small? Um, 110 of them are small, and we do 85% of our dollars um, go through to small businesses. 85%? 85%, yes. That's cool. Yes. <laughs> we, are, we, we really yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, but but it, it begs the question, you know, Marcus went to, I think he was at Unisys first, then he went over to Red River for several years. Um, and uh, at Red River, when he went, they were still small. When Worldwide Tech started with you, they were small. Neither can be considered small by the usual yardstick anymore, and largely that's attributed to your contract. Right, and 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 there again is a uh, that's a good thing. If they, yeah, they want oh, to grow, I'm, I'm get, not saying gives, it's a bad thing. <laughs> a now, of course, it does does lend them the issue of, of of where they're going to end up, and hopefully they find find a way to work. We are doing the five year re- recertification, so all companies will be recertified at their their current business size um, on May first of this year. Um, so, if a company did change in size from the beginning of Soup Five, they will that will show up. Cool. All right, we're going to take a break. You're listening to Dam Tower Off Center on the Federal News Network. I will be back with Joanne Wojtek right after this. Welcome back, Dam Tower Off Center on the Federal News Network. I'm here with Joanne Wojtek. You can find the NASA Soup contract and it's S E W P Soup dot NASA dot gov. Um, <clears throat> it it's the oldest GWAC, yes. the first GWAC ever awarded back, 94, 93. 93. Yes. I was close. <laughs> uh, um, so it, it's been around iteration number five, 143 contractors, uh, several thousand products, uh, and other companies featured that way. What are the new features of the program, though? I mean, let me, let me ask a slightly different question. When you awarded Soup 5 – you made sure to incorporate the the security in the supply chain, and that was a big thing for you then. Uh, and you were ahead of the curve on the market at that time. It was an issue that was talked about, but not required. Right. So, so supply supply chain is a large topic for me. I'm very uh, interested and involved in various parts of it. Um, it's it's also a very diverse topic, of course, that people have different. Meanings for it. Um, Soup has focused on two main areas with with supply chain. From the beginning of Soup Five, the authorized reseller um, process and making sure that that we had direct confirmation from manufacturers. And in fact, one new feature we just added is a is a uh, tool for our manufacturers and service providers, what we call providers on Soup. Those seventy two hundred companies. So up until now, we've we've had tools for our contract holders, but now we have tools for the industry to come in and manage. Their, their authorized reseller list and, 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 and let us know who is and who is not. So it's not relying on pieces of paper and hopefully it's the right person signing it. We're actually giving the, giving the power to the, the, the companies that, that do that authorization. Um, so it's a, it's a pretty, um, in many ways, very simple process. 
but it's a very strict process. So when somebody's authorized, we know that they are authorized um, because the manufacturer has, has given us that direct confirmation. The other area is um, that we're, we're starting to really push this year um, is, is an ISO standard, the ISO 20243 standard. Um, SOUP, along with DOD, worked with a group called the Open Group, um, which is an indus- primarily industry-led um, standards group. Um, many major companies, um, including IBM and Dell and HP, and I'm sorry, I'm going to forget some of them, Cisco and Oracle, worked together on, on a standard um, of processes that define what a, what a good business scenario is to reduce counterfeit and tainting in the supply chain. And this ISO standard, we have about 15 companies currently certified. We're hoping to get more of them this year and trying to um, have our customers consider using that as a best value determiner that, you know, if you have this certification, that, that means that you're doing more in the supply chain than if you don't. So maybe we'll pick you instead of somebody else. Um, hopefully by the end of this year, we'll have a whole lot more people in, in, um, certified. Okay. Now, you've also done a tremendous amount of, of staffing. I mean, we talked about two yes. uh, key players coming in. And that's just two of, two of many. Um, and and um, we, we have um, significantly um, increased not just the staff but the, but the roles of the staff. So we, we added an industry team in the past year, um, again, going beyond our contract holders and Having these seventy-two hundred companies plus the thousands and thousands that are even go beyond that that seventy-two hundred that aren't yet on soup, um, every day we get a question from industry. Well, we used to just kind of give them a standard answer. Now we have a group that works with them, that that does a um, a regular webinar um, on 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 soup and and how we work with industry. So we're trying to increase that outreach, and then um, and then the amount of, of emphasis we're putting into our interface at the higher level in the government with the CIOs and and um, uh, procurement officers, the high-level procurement officers, making sure that we're in touch with them and, and not just how do you buy a product, but how do you use our vehicle as a strategic usage for your agency. So we, we've been staffing up to make sure that we're covering those two, staffing up in the middle part of it, even adding a new um, customer service layer liaison to the agencies, uh, to our major agencies, so that they have a single point of contact um, rather than ca- calling just our customer service team in general, if they're using us at a high level, we're going to give them a high level support. Cool. Um, <clears throat> so, can I start a rumor that John and Marcus are going to open a Silicon Valley office? Or? <laughs> Probably there's, not. There's, there's always questions of, uh, of ge- I mean, it's 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 somewhat of a joke, but there is the, always the ge- geographic question of do you need to have an office somewhere else? And we do ask that of ourselves and, and look at where our customers are. Um, we have done more. Um, centralized meetings um, in Denver, for example, in Florida, where there's major customer areas that we can bring together. And if we see enough need, and San Diego obviously is another another big area. So we may not ever have an office, but we may have temporary facilities um, yeah. in certain places. Den- Denver Federal Center makes perfect sense. Exactly. Javits makes sense. Uh, you know, there are clusters. Those, those uh, 28 federal executive board cities our executive board cities because there's over 100 agencies in each of those major metros. So, but can Soup have 100 offices? Probably not. No, I only have 100 people on staff. So, uh, <laughs> not yet, not yet. Um, so, so, um, but you're you're leveraging more uh, social media as well. What are you doing there? Um, well, we and we yeah. So we we 
built up a um, now called a communications team. It was like called a content team. We just added a uh, uh, manager to that team um, to put more um, oomph behind the, that um, that out, that part of our outreach, which includes social media, um, using LinkedIn. I know your favorite, uh, my favorite and, sandbox. Yeah, and, and, and along with um, with good old Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, there is almost every day a, uh, uh, if, if not every day, a uh, something going out. Um, and so they are trying to utilize ways of communicating to our customers in where their customer is at. Um, we've also added a lot more videos, um, have a, a much better training suite of videos of both long and short length um, so YouTube people, page or on site or both? Um, on site, I don't know that we've done a YouTube page yet. Um, Easy to set up. Yes, and, and it's the second most used search engine out there. And I'm just throwing something <laughs> out. For you. One more thing to put yes. on the plate. Yes. So, cool. Um, so, so, what is? Is there any other feature that we've missed here yet? I mean, that we we've, we've hit the staff. You've got the program. Uh, uh, people, I, I like I like the agency specific program. People, I think that's a huge addition. Right, and 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 our overall, it's not a new feature. It's just become a our, our central feature is the 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 agency catalog with the static catalogs concept. Where uh, um, within Soup's strength has always been the dynamic part. You talked about how we we add things so quickly, and you know companies get added. But that's really cool. Except if you're an agency that doesn't want to have things changing all the time. And you want to have a set of, uh, you buy this. I was just at the Navy, and they, they're like, yeah, we want to use you if you can set it up that these this, these computers on these ships will all be the same computers. We don't want to have this ship buying you know, from soup and saying, I want this computer today, and tomorrow it's going to be a different computer on a different ship. So they can, the Navy can say, these are the computers we want. We, we set up a Navy computer area. This is the Navy computers that, that the ships will buy from, and that will guarantee that when they buy from it, they're buying what the Navy wants. Um, so it, it takes that dynamic part out, leaves it there for when the Navy wants it to be dynamic, but not right. but not when the customer wants it to be. So it right. allows for that strategic view of life. Cool. So how how long did that take you to work out with Navy? We are still working that out with Navy. Okay, I was going to say if, if if you said one hour, I'd be surprised. Um, um, the, the, these are these are new 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 concepts, and and we're we're. So that's the concept that we're hoping that that, that that they are going to make sense of. They're using it for for some of the, from some products right now, but not yet for that particular one I talked about. But it's a good example of of where a strategic sense of I don't want to have things change. I want my customers to know that this is what's right to buy from. Um, you might an agency might have a, a a list of of products that they say we've already CIO has determined that these are the products that are okay to purchase. Mm-hmm. And just go buy them. And if you want to buy something else, you need to go to me and make sure it's okay. Well, we want to have a catalog of those items that are okay for that agency to buy from so that the customer doesn't have to keep asking. They can come to us and say, oh, look, there's that list. So we're trying to we're trying to combine what the agency at the CIO and CXO level wants with what the customer needs to see um, and provide that smoothness of, of the acquisition process. Cool. All right. We're going to take a break. <coughs> Pardon me. You're listening to... Amtower Off Center on the Federal News Network. We shall return right after this. Welcome back to Amtower Off Center on the Federal News Network. I'm Mark Amtower. I'm here today with Joanne Wojtek, who is the leader of the pack at NASA Soup, soup.nasa.gov. Again, soup is S E W P. 
So we're not talking recipes here unless we're talking recipes for IT products being delivered in a timely manner to federal clients. Um, so um, strategic effects on, on, on your, your, your growth, um, what are they? So um, what's, what's interesting, as, as mentioned, we have a, a, a new staff member coming on who many years ago said, was, did work for us and said, I'm going to help you grow. And I said, no, I don't want to hear that word. I don't want growth. I, I just want to be good for my customers. And, and uh, I have grown since then and realized that growth is not necessarily a bad thing um, because it allows if, – if you use it in the right way, if you use the growth to grow the um, – the strategic usage of your contract vehicle, your program, um, and and then you can build upon that. And as you, if the growth is a sign of of you doing good things for your customer, and if you use that growth to do even better things for your customer, and then that's a, then that makes the growth worthwhile. If you are doing it only for the sake of growing, or then then you you may not be getting the best out of out of what your program can do. Um, and soup has what we have spend a lot of our past few years of growth doing is saying, well, how can we be more strategic? How can we do all the new things we talked about? How can we do the new things we'll be talking about in the next year or so? Um, how can we, we leverage this to to get our customers even better capabilities and, and make their lives easier in the acquisition world? And that's what we have to do with growth, not does this mean that we get to you know, get more money? It's, that's, that's not what matters. What matters is what are we going to do with that growth? Um, so we've gone from you know, 15 people not that long ago to 100 people on staff. We've gone, we've gotten a much better, a more robust set of tools, got a much more robust set of um, functionality. And as as a um, as the director for this program, I have the um, the privilege of letting my visionary view of life be seen and 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 find ways to make it um, workable for people. So, you know building up the industry team, building up more agency-specific um, tool sets and, and outreach and customers. Um, we, we can have these visions and we can lead them to aiding that customer. Okay. So um, do you get input on these issues from your government customers and industry as well uh, prior to even you know the ideation process? Uh, during the ideation process and the implementation process? Well, I spend a lot of time out with the customers and, and with industry. Um, I know. And, and as I mentioned, an example is the standards committee. Being, being a part of a standards committee, where, mm-hmm. which is totally outside the government, but it's, it's meeting with vice presidents of major companies, you really get to see how industry operates. Um, so I get a better view of that. I, I go to... I, I meet with the Navy. I'm in the rooms with them, taught, hearing what their issues are, why they why they can't quite use this for what we want think we have for them yet, and then understanding what they might need. Um, customers, whether industry or government, won't necessarily know exactly what they want. I'm not big on the ask them what the requirement is. What you need to do is you need to sit down with them and hear what their where their pain points are, and then figure out how you can solve them for them because they know where the pain is, but they don't necessarily can't be sure where how to fix it. Right, and my job is to figure out how are we going to fix that for them. Cool. What about on the industry side? Well, 
as mentioned, we, we added this industry team. We've always mm-hmm. had the contract holder team. Well, not always, but for the past 15 years or so, uh, um, we've had a, a, a team that worked with our contract holders. Um, but not limiting ourselves to that. Um, and then hiring. You, know, you mentioned our new hires, um, including the, uh, the two, two you mentioned, but also other ones. We've, we've hired several new folks from the industry side coming in. I don't want to look at them as our enemy. I want to look at them as our, our partner, and I need to have staff that understands them and can talk their language and can bring that into the program. Okay. So you, you, you have the, uh, the industry group in place now for 15 years. What's their responsibility as far as uh, uh, interacting with you and improving functions? So is it purely feedback? So the industry team, the industry team is is one year. The contract holders team was was thirteen years. So we okay. expanded out, and um, the the industry team is still new, finding its its footing. But I, I've given them a lot of leeway to 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 see what what they can do with these seventy two hundred plus companies and what they can provide us back. So they're they're trying out new things like re, uh, regular webinars and 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 little. They've done some industry shows out there. Um, so. In, in this case, I'm kind of taking the view of I'm going to step back. These these folks know what they're doing. They come from industry for the most part, um, and so I'm let let them come in and tell us what what works, and um, and we'll manage it from there. Okay. What what about the the contractor team itself, though? What why did you start that, and what is their value to you? And I'm assuming that your internal industry team is going to be working. With them as well. Yeah, yeah, they definitely, the industry and contract holder team work together. Um, our, our civil servant, George Nichol, who's um, been with us quite a few years, um, is, is, the, is the lead for, those, for, for both teams in terms of the civil servant's uh, uh, oversight. Um, the contract holder team has actually, that's been growing over the years, um, not just because we have more contract holders, but also because um, we, we are trying to do more with them. Um, they provide um, that one-on-one inter- interface so that much as our customers will come to us and say, I feel like, like I'm your only customer. I want our contract holders to feel like they're our only contract holder, that, you know, that we're there for them, um, even though we're there for every, every one of them. Right. <laughs> but we, we want to have enough support within that team that when there's a question, when there's a problem, when, when a customer has an issue or, or industry has an issue, we can be that go-between with the contract holder and the government customer and find out what the issue is and make it better. We're constantly adding new functionality to their to their tool set. Um, it's not publicly seen because it's just for the contract holders. Sure. But much as there's a robust website for our, the government and for public, there's also a robust set of tools for our contract holders, based on what they, you know, have given us back as feedback where their pain points are. Okay. Um, so on on uh, on that front. Um, <clears throat> During one of our discussions, and we've been talking now for I don't know how many years, uh, a few, um, you hate companies that don't perform on your vehicle. And you often make site visits or somebody on the staff makes site visits to move them along in the right direction. So I was having a conversation with a client of mine down in Pax River uh, the other day. Uh, and, and for me, that's a long-ass drive, Doug. Um, sorry, I digress. Um, but it's, 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 it's very cool down there. I hadn't been in Southern Maryland in a, in a while, but I was telling them, you know, that we were talking about different contractual vehicles and I referenced that. I said, you know, Joanne used to make site, I think she still does. She makes site visits to underperformers because she doesn't like them on their contract. So 
Who whose role was that now? Do you still do that? Or oh, do you just aim somebody. So I, I, I don't I don't I, I will I will take issue with with not liking if somebody isn't doing well. If they aren't doing well, quite honestly, my view is you you as a company need to figure out what you're doing in some ways, and and we'll we'll be there to help you. Um, we actually do site visits to all our companies. We're, we we did um, at the beginning of Super Five. We did, and I was part of that in every meeting. Um, we are now going through a second visit to all 140 companies, um, and um, this time it's being led by George and, and Gail Ward, who are the two charm leads. Um, I will be at a number of them that I can be. Um, not at 143. Not at 143 either again. Um, that's, I have a stat. Again, going back to growth and growth and strategy, what's yeah. wonderful about growth is I don't have to do everything. I don't have to know everything. I don't have to be at every meeting and make every decision. That's what the staff is there for and, and, and being able to grow the staff, not just in numbers but in, in experience and knowledge. Um, that has allowed me to step back and let them take the lead on, on issues like that. Okay, but overall, my comment was accurate that underperformers are helped to move in a positive direction. If an underperformer wants to be helped, we will certainly help okay. them. There you I, go. I, 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 yeah. I, you know, we always. I really can't imagine help. going through the <laughs> headache of going after a major contract and not wanting to perform. Uh, it, it, I think what happens in in a situation like this is some companies think that they're going to get a part of a major contract and make lots of money and just sit back and, mm-hmm. and watch it flow. Soup, and they hear that soup is easy. And, and, and there's a lot of easiness to soup once you know how to use it. <laughs> but it's not just, a, you just don't walk in and get handed orders. Um, it, 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 is a, it does take a lot of work. Um, it does take a staff. It does take commitment uh, by that company. Um, and, and, and they have to spend some money before they can make money. And if they think they can come in and just be handed a contract and make money, that just doesn't happen. Yeah. And, and that's that's when they underperform. And that's right. And and what will typically happen then either somebody will change them their their mod their mode of operation, or honestly, ten percent of our companies are no longer with us. They've been bought by other companies. Right. So and, as long as the vehicle novates, everybody's yes. happy. Um, and I've only, since since Soup Five started, I have only had one call from a contractor who said. You know, we're not making anything from this. Can you help us sell it? And I said, have you talked to Joanne's staff yet about this? They will come help you. Yes. And they said, oh. <laughs> so I haven't heard back from them, so I assume they uh, they moved ahead. So we're going to take a break. You're listening to Tower Off Center on Federal News Network. We shall return and wrap up right after this. Welcome back to Tower Off Center on Federal News Network. I'm here with Joanne Wojtek. Uh, of soup sewp dot nasa dot gov, uh, the oldest GWAC, uh, and and a, apparently a very active one. Now, Joanne, one of the reasons um, that we got together when I saw you, we discussed this uh, uh, briefly at the uh, at the Wash Tech GWAC event where you spoke. By the way, um, you you told me about this your 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 vision of a customer journey. I actually spoke on the customer journey at the GAIN conference, Government Marketing University conference, last fall. That was a theme of, of the event. So what what is your your version of the customer journey here? 
So um, over the past, uh, my entire career is customer oriented. So I can't say it's it's new in that sense. But and and Soup has certainly been known for our customer service and our customer outreach. But as as we've grown, and as I I've paid attention more to the growth that's occurring with Soup, and I saw we're getting forty to fifty new customers a day coming into our, our system. And I, and, I, and then I look at our system. And I say, wow, this is we had this amazing vehicle with so much stuff. And a new person comes in and has no idea what to do. And a new customer could be either industry or government. Somebody comes to our site. Somebody doesn't know where to go. And I, and I think about the fact that that take that along with the technology background that I have and the programming background. And I think of, well, we. I don't just think about a website because websites in general and forms in general don't lend themselves to a good journey. They they just tend to be basic forms. And I thought about it more and thought, well, actually, in the past 15 years or so, since Java really came into being, um, there hasn't been even much change in the, in the website development. So I, I look at, at – I started looking at different arenas and saying, from the customer point of view, from the knowledge point of view, there's a problem. From the technology point of view, there's a problem because we, we don't have a, 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 a interactive way that really has changed – the world of, of customer interaction with through the websites or, or through technology. Um, and I realized that I had a, a concept that I'm still you know, working on exactly what it's going to lead to of what we really need to have is a path for our customers, not pages, not websites, not technology. What's the path the customer takes? I'm a new customer. What's a path? And, I, and so – that's one of the things I want to see if I can get a change to, to terminology. No more pages. What's the path you take on a website? And how does that path go from I, I, I'm new here, you know, I need to, I'm an industry person, where do I go? And, and, it, and through some form of eventually the, the goal I have is that it be a form of animation plus interaction plus, plus your basic forms in the background that allows the customer to just move along without having to worry about all the other stuff that's out there. We have so much information, so much information on our site and so much information on other people's site. Or on the flip side, I will tell you, other, other, my other big thing with customers and, and websites are so many websites have no information. I go to so many people's websites, and you have no clue what they do. You have no clue where to get anything. Um, we need some balance there, and, and we need a new way to do it. So eventually I see a whole new way. That's years down the road. Before we get there, I just want to make see what is it that our customers need to better understand how to use our, our contract vehicle, how to use our program, how to use the information, what are the best practices, what are the best terminologies, are videos the right way, is, is a short, ter- short sentence better than a long sentence, what's going to make them read something, what's going to make them understand when a button shows up and it sh- we, we just went through a, a big exercise. We had a button that said show previous quotes. Very simple button. If you know what it means, it's a fantastic button. If you come there and you see show previous quotes, you have no idea what that means. And so how do we tell the customer what that means without overburdening them with having to read too much stuff? That permeates our website. It permeates other people's websites. I want to take the – we go back to the growth and the strategy of Soup. I want to take the growth that we're doing, we're seeing, and build that into a new customer view of, of how websites work, not just Soup but how websites in general work for them. Okay. Now, would that apply to websites that aren't necessarily selling in our market or not selling but just have 
information. Oh yes, I'm. Uh, of course, I'm. I'm a big. I always say I'm a big, big vision thinker on this. So my, my my big vision is is to find a new way that that will make people go, oh wow, we can do something different with 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 the technology that's out there. We can do not and. Yes, I, I'm going to obviously focus on on soup and and what we have to do, but um, but it, it it's it's going to be um, phased in. You know, we were, we started this uh, before we we started talking. I uh, had a little discussion about when when does this, when when do I see it starting? I, I I actually have already started it. We've already made some changes. I've already started rethinking how we process information to our customers. Now I'm going to build a team. Have a team be built, um, and as you mentioned, Marcus Fidelli, That is why he's being brought on is to put together a team that will start working on. We're going to have a a room, actual physical room, that is going to map out the customer journey. Put put stickers on the wall. Have them have us figure out where what what does this mean, and then see how that maps back to technology and the web and the information and the outreach, and and we'll change things as we go along, and we'll test things out, and. Before I get a lot of phone calls from industry, I'm not ready for that yet. But in a year or so, I see us going to industry to to places like the the Watsons of the world, the the Googles, the um, Imagineering of Disney. Mm-hmm. What are you guys doing out there? What 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 is something that we can maybe take the base of what a customer wants with the coolness of your fancy technology and and see where it takes us? Um, so so we're excited. Um, at least I am. Um, and I, th- I think I've got our team excited. We're going to we're going to involve the entire team in a sense, but we're going to have a separate team working specifically in that arena, just focusing on on ways to make the customer experience work in all areas of of our interaction with them. Okay, so you, you probably have a number of vendors out there who are involved with various aspects of of AI and machine learning and and other types of activities that could be supplemental to this. Right. And that's why I'm saying in a year or so. I'm yeah, not ready yeah, for yeah. that yet. No, no, <laughs> because, no. I'm, and because, I'm, I'm not encouraging <laughs> yeah. people to reach out right now. But um, but, but, but if, I, if I know what I want, if I know that this is, that this is what we want, then we can go. And, I, I want to have something specific because I don't – and I don't want just what people do now. This has to be something nobody's doing yet, but people have thought maybe we could – I want people – it's going to be out of the box. It's got to be out of the box. It's not – I'm not just looking for the best practice. I'm looking for the new best practice, for the next best practice. The next – I like that. The next next best practice. Um, final thoughts. Um, I think uh, soup itself has been on a journey. We've talked a lot about some of the good good things that have happened uh, over the past few years. Um we have a, a extremely talented staff, um, and we we really enjoy being that go between between government and industry, and trying to find ways to make acquisition of IT products, services, and solutions be as smooth as possible. Cool, Joanne. Always a pleasure, and it will not be a year until your next visit, unless of course you're tired of seeing me. <laughs> never, <laughs> never. Not yet. All right. Uh, This is not my day job. I do advise companies on all aspects of marketing to the federal government. Amtower and company turned 36 on January 1. Um, I'm celebrating 16 years on LinkedIn as of uh, the second week of February. 
this year. I do a lot of work with companies on social media, particularly social selling through LinkedIn. If that's of interest to you, and it should be, uh, drop me a line at markamtower at gmail.com. And thank you for listening to Amtower Off Center. You've been listening to Amtower Off Center on Federal News Network. Tune in Mondays at noon or subscribe to this show on iTunes or Podcast One. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online at DiscountTire.com. Discount Tire, let's get you taken care of.